Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Bobcast with you, as always, is Bob. Live in the lounge, staring at the Ouija board, episode 139. Um, today's guest uh, is going to be appearing at the top of the world, f- 6, on 9-15-17, at the rooftop of Whole Foods. Looking forward to it, very much so. I think the first time um, I became aware of his existence in this world that we live in was through my brother. I think that you guys went to daycare, I'm going to say. You can correct me in a minute. But uh, I remember you like way, way back, like in the 80s. I'm talking like 1989, 1990. And then I do remember like um, seeing your name around town. I I taught at PW, um, I think, when you guys were like graduating. But then like through social media platforms, start following his career. He plays... Numerous places all around uh, the area, goes on tours, goes down to Florida a lot, has a really good social media um, presence. Um, I like the flyers that he does. They're very catchy, and the font's always popping, which I'm always looking for, you know, like when I'm uh, out there trying to do my thing on the internet. With uh, that being said, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the Bobcast, Mr. Jamie Salvatore. How are you? Hey there. Greetings. So right off the bat, we just talked about it a minute ago. Your name's Jamie DeSergio, but yeah. now your stage name is your middle name. Right. So Jamie Salvatore yeah. DeSergio, yeah, is my full name. Salvatore. Yeah. Why did you do it? Um, well, uh, so um, my my uh, my great-grandfather's name was Salvatore, mm-hmm. Salvatore DeSergio. And uh, why I did it was because my last name is DeSergio, and mm-hmm. that's spelled D-I-C-I-U-R-C-I-O. And... Uh, I have played music for a living my whole life, and mm-hmm. uh, I would see it spelled wrong all the time. And They'd say it wrong, too, right? It's just a nightmare. And um, how would they say it? DiCurcio, uh, D, and then they just stop, and then I was like a hip-hop artist. <laughs> um, just Jamie D. Uh, yeah. And so I was about to release my first solo record, um, a record called There's Life Here, and um, I was working with... Uh, Rotation Records. Mm-hmm. Do you know who they are? Yeah. Um, uh, don't correct me. Is that that's out of Doylestown, right? Yeah, they're they're local. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they, uh, um, we were kind of s- sitting through, and they were like, "Do you want to go with like your last name?" Because mm-hmm. at the time, I had just left my band, Next Best Friend, and I was going by Jamie from Next Best Friend for a while, mm-hmm. just c- also just trying to avoid my last name. <laughs> um, and uh, I had the same thing, Cahill. Yeah. Is Mr. Cahilly there? Yeah. Cahilly? What? Where's the E and the Y coming from? You know, like, it's so weird, but... We were like, do you, should we spell phonetically? Yeah. Should we... <laughs> I was like, you know what? Like, my mom grew up calling me Jamie Sal mm-hmm. my whole life. Um, so going by my middle name wasn't really weird to me mm-hmm. because I was called that forever anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so just decided to go with the middle name. Well, I, I mean, when I first saw it, I was like, wait a minute, name change, Prince... Yeah. But still, though, I, I like it. Though. Cool. I think it's cool. It's it it, it looks better the font wise. Not yeah. to say your last name's not cool, you know. It's garbage. You got no, the Italian <laughs> connection, you know what I mean? I understand, you know. I mean, when I mean, my mom's last name maiden name was Janizelli, and like you don't really see that much anymore. <laughs> no. But you know, what I mean, like Italian names, they got so much pe- like panache to it. You know what I mean? Like uh, it just looks good on paper. But I mean, very excited to have you at, um, on the rooftop, the top of the world party. Um, oh, can't wait. You play all the time. You're playing tonight um, down Guppies, right? Yeah. Tuesday, every Tuesday night. Every Tuesday. Tuesday. So I, I haven't, you know, with the kid, I don't really yeah, get out yeah, much anymore. But um, what's his name that makes the sushi? He used to work at Spence, Ito. Right? Yeah, he's Come the guy who used to work at Spence, right? Man. I've been... I've been playing with Ito since I was like 18 years He's old. He's so good. Like that's I miss that. I sushi. used to set up next to their sushi mm-hmm. in Spams, and then, I miss Spams. Oh, I still work yeah. with Marcy. She just started. Um, she just bought into the Pepperoncini in Phoenixville. Oh, there's one up there. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. She's got that local table thing too, right? I think she sold it. We're gonna tag her. Um, I love her. 
so yeah, the, the sushi rolls there were great. I play, I think Downtown Harvest played Spamps once or twice, mm-hmm. but I, I don't remember much of the show. I just remember the sushi. Oh. I remember going there. Like, sushi, I was telling my wife the other night, uh, real quick, too, I, I got to <coughs> pay respect here on the on the Bobcast. Uh, shout out to the General Lafayette Inn, now called the General. My wife and I went to dinner there on Friday night. Completely redone. It's not the Baron Hill Tavern no more. It looks and feels like the old General, but updated for 2017. Inside, all sorts of Art Deco um, designs. Has a sushi bar now in the main room, in the dining room. And the food, we were there, I think, the third night it was open. The food was really good. Um, and we had sushi then, and I was telling my wife, I was like, sushi is like one of the only foods out there that I can eat and feel just like good about myself. You know what I mean? I feel like I, I, it like gets you high. I'm the only way to describe it. Uh, I'm a vegetarian, but mm-hmm. uh, but I go for the avocado or the cucumber rolls whenever okay, I get sushi. Mm-hmm. I just feel light as air, man. So how long have you been a vegan for? A vegetarian. My wife's got vegan. It, got it. It's a, okay. it's an important yeah. distinction because I, I it's forgot. way harder to be a vegan. It's like Democrat Republican. <laughs> Just slightly. Um, I, uh, over a year. Really? Yeah. Have you ever heard of the gangster vegan? Yeah, my wife just ate there yesterday. Really? I, I wanted to go. Like, it's, it's good, man. See, like, my thing is, like, all right, I eat fish, I eat meat still, but I love yeah. vegetarian food, I love yeah. vegan food, I like the way it tastes. Um... I haven't seen the gangster vegan on Instagram, and I, I like it. Like peace and love. What's up? You know what I mean? Like I, I want to get him here on the Bobcast. Uh, you got to. I, got I heard to. he's I, a character. He I, he used to. I used to work at um, part time for Instacart. Like I, oh, I've seen him. Yeah. Shopping at Whole Foods in Plymouth meeting with a shirt on. I'm like, who's this guy? But I never got a chance because I was like working. But I watch his videos. I like his early morning pep talk. <laughs> peace and love. Coming at you. Respect. But um, props to you for uh, keeping it up. It's a it's a it's a good. It's a it's a difficult thing to do, but it's it's a much better way of life, and you know. Um. I um I'm it, it was only ethical. Um, I was on the road a lot, and I'd get stuck behind chicken trucks and pig trucks down south. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh was, yeah, there's a lot down there, man. And it was just really sad, and it was also hard to kind of not get fat on the road. Mm. Um, there's nothing really healthy to eat. It's horrible. You're in towns where like mm-hmm. I mean the night, and this isn't being funny. This, the nicest restaurant there is an Olive Garden, and. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, not like you have any money on the road anyway. But, but but so I'd be on the road six months out of the year. Mm-hmm. And um, these days it's more like two or three months. It's mm-hmm. not as bad. Um, and so I needed. And you know what I found? Having less options made me feel a little bit freer. Mm-hmm. And that sounds like super hippie. Dippy, no, I know but, what you mean though. But mm-hmm. I was like constraint. Yeah, it's good to constrain yourself with certain things. It was nice. And so mm-hmm. it's it's now it's just easy. Now it's kind of just the way life. But. Yeah, on the road, there's really, like, there's nothing, like, Perkins and, like, all these, like, like, I was on the road, I think, in 2005, and I remember, like, coming across, like, all sorts of places, like, Shake, Steak and Shake in the Midwest, um, what's the name of those, uh, the Iron Skillets, and, like, oh, all that, you know skillet. what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, there's one on the, like, out towards, uh, Harrisburg. Yeah, that's the closest oh, one around here, right? Yeah. Like, you go in, and you get yourself a meatloaf, and, like, you know, take a shower. You know, my, my saddest... Put and, some quarters in the shower, and, like, wear flip-flops so you don't get, like... Oh, yeah, you, you got to. I just had shower flops, man. <laughs> shower uh, you used to pay $13 for a love shower. That's, like, man. you could sleep in the parking lot, and then get your shower on, and, I mean, that's way less than a hotel room. So, yeah. My rule of thumb on the road is if mm-hmm. I can't spend more than 12 hours in a hotel room, then I will not get a hotel room. It's just not financial. Yeah, it's not really it worth it, really. Sense. Yeah. No, especially because I'm like... It's early morning checkouts. I'm like four, four, four feet, 11 inches tall. Mm. Um, so, like, I can crash out in a in backseat of my car because I'm touring alone. Yeah. So, um... Did you ever get, like, a... 
knock on the window. Excuse me, sir. Can't be sleeping here. Uh, no. One time I was in uh, Columbia, South Carolina, and I was crashed down the Walmart parking lot. And I got that knock on the window, and it was a security guard, and he was like, "You might just not want to sleep here because somebody got stabbed here last night." Oh my god! And I was like, "I'm with you." <laughs> Did you see the news today? Did you see what's going on here uh, in the sky? No. There was a helicopter. Like uh, every morning, my son and I would go for a walks. Last week, we were actually at the Northtown Farm Park doing that oh terrible thing. God, we were yeah. literally, like, right there. Like yeah, I, 10 think, minutes I think my wife's going to go for that run. Did you see that they're organizing, like, Are a they solidarity run? I think it's August 16th. I'll have to look into that. Yeah, but, yeah I'm down with that. Because um, yeah. my son and I, we go to the Northtown Farm Park all the time. Yeah, it's beautiful. And um, I think it was last Tuesday morning, and, like, we were just doing our regular trail, and, like, I was listening to Dr. Dre to Chronic 2001, inspired by the Defiant Ones, which I watched on HBO. It's an amazing show, awesome. and more importantly, an amazing record. Uh, I know. I you like, you I like, like Dr. Dre? three times, I Love think. Him. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm so inspired by him. Like, I'm starting making beats again from it, but, like... You know, I'm listening to that, and, like, I roll up on them, just like, Jesus Christ, like, I heard what happened, and, like, you have to go, son, and, like, I'm just, like, I was, thick, like, you know, like, my son, you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I'm with my 18-month-old baby, like, you know, and this guy's, like, loose in the woods, but violence in general just sucks, but then today, um, going for a walk around the neighborhood, because we're not going to the farm park no more, <laughs> and uh, helicopters are in the sky everywhere, and I start checking my phone, and I see on NBC that there was a SWAT incident right over here in Plymouth Township, two guys try to, like, break into an old guy's house. And uh, it was like, you know, how the news, like, sensationalizes everything. Like, NBC 10 was live, like, talking about, like, uh, you know, all the, are you still state Like, they, they were obviously in custody, you know what I mean? Oh, Down yeah, the yeah, but they, they just, they just want to make you feel terrible. Yeah. I you like know Keeping I, this woman on the line, like, are you safe still? Do you feel safe? Like, they're in handcuffs. Yeah, they're... They're, but they're, still, they're eight miles away and in handcuffs. I, you know what? My th- whole thing is, is what I do with the news is um, I listen to weekly recaps, but mm-hmm. I refuse to do it on a daily basis. Um, so, like, I'll mm-hmm. just get the bullet points of the week. Yeah, listen, I get the Google Home and I listen to the, like, NPR and stuff like that. Yeah. But for a long time, I was, like, I think at the beginning of the summer, I kind of, I, a constraint for myself was to not, like, I would listen to the news, but not watch the news because mm-hmm. I didn't want to see the president like, on TV. Uh, like, I didn't want I just didn't want to see but it. But why? Like, I don't know. It, it, kind of, it kind of made me feel, like, better about myself not uh, seeing him. Yeah. I don't know. It's just weird. So, that's just because, you know, the greed and, like, is that a helicopter again? That's where we have this. No, but like I don't know. It's just it's just weird in the course of two weeks, like violence. But I'm very excited um, to hear that. I guess I'll search on Facebook for like um, August. What's the date? Sixteenth, I think. I, I mm-hmm. believe that's what it is. You know what? The whole thing is is that I, I can definitely understand not going to the farm park for a couple of weeks. But once it dies down, we we all have to keep frequenting these mm-hmm. places. You just you can't let them win. Yeah, you can't no. let the evil win. I and it feels and it feels like. It's winning right now, overall in culture. All of it. But there's a lot of people who are paying attention. There's mm-hmm. a lot of people who, who know what, the global things that are happening that are wrong, yeah. and then the things that are happening in our country that are wrong, and, and I think that, those kind of people aren't giving up. We're not going to give up. The, the we need good. more superheroes. Yeah. <laughs> we need more people. See, like my thing is, is like, I mean, like I don't know what I would have done because, if I would have saw what was described to me, I don't know if I would just be able to, like, turn around. Oh, no. But it's weird, though, because it's, like, for me, it's, like, a total, like, uh, duality thing. Like, me, 18 months ago, I would have probably ran up and tried to, like, take the guy out, but, like, now I I can't think that way because i got to think of somebody else, and it's such a weird, weird thing, thing, It's so funny that you mentioned, like, the idea of, like, turning around. So I was on a... uh, I go... I run every morning, Mm -hmm. and, um... And... I was finished up my run. I had my headphones in. Mm-hmm. I was listening to I think Two Chains, mm-hmm. um, as I'm apt to do mm-hmm. during my run. That's good. And uh, 
and now like an older woman came up to me and tapped me on the shoulder and I was like freaked out because I had my headphones in and I, and she looked really concerned and I was mm. like what's going on and her husband who I, I, you know I'm bad judge of age but he looked 75, 80 mm-hmm. I mean in that range and he was laying next to his car oh, and she's like he wanted to get into his car but he, he fell and he's a bigger guy and he, she's like is there any way you can help him mm-hmm. and you know I helped I picked him up and mm-hmm. got him into his car and he was fine he was very grateful but the idea that somebody could walk by that exactly and not care i it's not in me to to be that way i'm mm-hmm. i i've just never been that way and i refuse to start now when i, I can yeah. when i think that you need to be that way more now there's other way like i just i just completely forgot about this but i think it was when my brother was home it was one of those days when it was like 103 mm-hmm. and like in the course of two days i picked up two different people who looked so like one person was struggling to get to work sweating profusely i was like all right get in the car where you work at he's like I work at Home Depot took him there then the next day the very next day there was a woman like probably like 92 walking with Walgreens bags like here you know far distance I stopped in the middle of traffic and I was like hey you know we're safe you can get in you know what I mean and she's like okay thank you so much and like this dude behind me is blowing the horn yeah. and like if you're it, I was just like you know slow down dude if you can't figure out visually what's going on here that I'm helping somebody who needs a ride who's elderly you know like I feel as if People don't do that enough, and I think when you do do that, like, I guess, like, you know, like, we could talk about religion, whatever, and stuff like that, but a lot of people go to a church to feel the presence of, like, God or stuff like that, but I think that if more people did stuff like that, random acts of kindness towards others, that there would be more of, like, you know, fulfillment within their lives. You know? I agree. They would find it in the connectivity mm-hmm. that they would feel. Of human beings. Of human beings. Yeah. You know, I think that that's how you combat. Mm-hmm. the evil that's happening right now is is vigilante mm-hmm. like kindness you know what I mean vigilantekindness.com yeah I mean that's that's kind of what I'm all about it's, yeah. it's just it's it's man it doesn't take somebody else to tell you what's right and what's wrong mm-hmm. you know what's right and what's wrong and I wish that some folks that ran the country one in particular just could had a better gauge of what's right or what's wrong I just don't you know it's it's scary too like you know like it's very similar to the times that we're growing up as to like uh, my parents' generation they were like late 60s early 70s I mean they grew up with like pamphlets about what happens when there's a bomb raid like get under your desk you know and like we're kind of you know not too far from that now with like in the news like North Korea doing this North Korea doing that it's just like what kind of you know like is this real life? I was just saying how bizarre it was that like so I'm a big 80s guy even Mm -hmm. though you know I was born in 86 but I I love the movies from the 80s the music from the 80s Mm -hmm. I'm just and all the all all the references you watch those movies are like Russian references. Yeah. And I'm like, is this real? Like Rocky we're, Four. we're back to like the Russian references. All like, of them. Rocky <laughs> what's, what's, what's go over them? So there's, there's Rocky Red Four. Red Dawn. Red Dawn. <laughs> then they remade Red Dawn recently, and they I think they made them from North Korea. Like the people, they uh, like changed the color. But like Russia in the 80s was so they, they were the main bad guys. Of course, right. Um, what was the Red Dawn? But then what's the one with uh, Red Heat? Oh, Red Heat, yeah. Schwarzenegger. Um, I mean, I think you can just run any Red title down. But Rocky Four, though, I, I it's, it's the best Rocky. It really is, and I'll stand by that. I'm a Me Rocky too. fan. All and of, you know what? It's rated for on, number five. Tommy know, the Gun's terrible. Quick. I think I've talked about this once before, but it just drives me mad that this is actually a fact. Okay, so Rocky Four on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm looking up right now. And as you know in the news, like people are very upset with rot- Rotten Tomatoes because the movie industry is very upset because they think that their box office is going to be determined upon this tomato meter. This tomato meter ranks Rocky IV as having a 39%. It's garbage. Right? Um, I will say this, though, is that all the 
all of the blustering that you're hearing mm-hmm. from from the movie industry, mm-hmm. the music industry, we've been through this. Yeah, we mm-hmm. beat all. We've been dealing with this since Napster. Um, every mm-hmm. everything the music the movie industry is complaining about right now, mm-hmm. you're having people determine what's popular, what's not. The mm-hmm. music industry has been dealing with this, so they're just gonna have to catch up. Gonna have to deal with it. It just is what it is. But so, I will say, Rocky Four soundtrack, killer. awesome to work out to. Killer. Yeah, you have it. <laughs> yeah, I have of course, it too. of yeah. course, I had I had it on cassette. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, the last I think the previous podcast we were talking about my first concert was. James Brown, the Living in America tour. Oh so my I'm gosh. in the Valley Forge. Yeah, it was amazing. And he, he had that blue jumpsuit <laughs> of on from Rocky did. Four, and like he did I know all what I'm going to be for Halloween. <laughs> it was, that'd, that'd be cool. A jumpsuit. Um, so cool. you know they're making a sequel, like Creed 2. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. And I saw Ivan Drago as like, uh, gonna somehow be. I don't a, think he can fight. Like, I, don't I know, think, I saw the picture of him. It's though. gotta be that Ivan Drago's training his son, son to fight Creed, and like, you know what I mean? And like the media. Would be like sensationalized. Like Paolo Drago? Or it could be, you know, I mean, like McGregor versus Mayweather. Mayweather's 40, I think McGregor's 29, but I know Ivan Drago's got to be like 60. But that, wasn't that loosely what Tommy Gunn was about? That Rocky yeah. Five, like where yeah. Rocky was fighting him in the street, he was like older. I don't need him. Yeah, that, that, need that, him. That, that ending was awful. Stallone yeah. wanted to die, but not him, he wanted Rocky to die in the streets there. Mm. And UA at the time, United Artists were like, "No way, dude! You can't kill." Rocky. You just never know in this. And it was a good thing they didn't because Rocky Balboa was, you know, it was pretty good. You know, like it was a good like ending. Like it was pretty sad when like you know, he, you know, he's, everyone's dead and stuff like that. And but like the whole idea of him fighting like a computer and then you know, it was kind of kind of went off. But Creed, I really did like Creed. Yeah, yeah, I liked Creed. And I, I was get... pissed when he didn't win. I was like, no, <laughs> like I, I don't know, I. I don't know. I think I, I'm down with that that series ending. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, and maybe I'm maybe I'm down with him. And now mm. knowing that he could have passed away and that the he fit, didn't, yeah. Maybe I'm look lo- it up. Look no, it up. Yeah, maybe I whole... maybe I wish he did. I, maybe I wish it ended at five. Five's such a weird number to end though. I know, but I know it's weird, right? Like, but still though, I mean, like I know that he. I mean, the Rambo series. I mean, that went to 2008. Was the last one. He wanted to make another, and now apparently they're remaking it. And there's a Bollywood version of Rambo coming out. That's rad. But is there um, a dance scene? It looks pretty badass. There's a poster of it you can see online. <laughs> In the guys, Bollywood, the guys got all like, the cuts always, right Isn't here. there always like some sort of huge always, dance number? Always, yeah. I forget what they call it. There's I want to see him dancing with a big knife. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> or like people like. Remember in Rambo Two, where like he's like in the like the like the mud, and then he comes out like that was Dude, great. Wait, wait, don't you just see his eyes first? Yeah, like, he, does, he opens his up, eyes, and then he grabs the guy. Yeah. And it's like really like choppy editing. <laughs> I never forget like the way his rocket launcher sounded too. It had this like like <laughs> like sound like somebody had like you know like literally just like like scratched a chalkboard. But um, speaking of the eighties, did you read the news about a uh, Karate Kid comedy series coming to YouTube Red? No, but I just listened to a Ralph Macchio was a guest on a podcast. Mm-hmm. He made a documentary about the guy who made Rocky and uh, and for Kid Weekly? or whatever that guy's name yeah. is. One of the producers, right? Pretty interesting stuff. So Ralph Macchio, or Johnny and Ralph Macchio's character from the Credit Kid, it's going to be a half-hour comedy series on YouTube Red coming, I think, this fall. Is it live action? Or? It's live action and it's like Johnny is down and out in his 50s and he tries to reopen the Cobra Kai dojo and enlist uh, Danny, Danny LaRusso's help. And it's a comedy. And I'm like, I'm all about it. You know what I mean? Like, if there's gonna be revivals, like they did the Fuller House thing and like I watched like the first like three and I'm like, oh no. Yeah, you're like, it was this such was... a disappointment. Like, you know, like I could get what they're doing. It's for kids. 
but it, it's not know, for you. <laughs> I watched it. Hey, it's not for me. I watched it as a kid, but I mean, like other ones I like to throw out there. Like if you could ever get them back together, Perfect Strangers. Did you ever watch Perfect of Strangers? Balky, Balky, talk, yeah, dude, Balky, where is Balky and cousin Larry? I, I would mean, love to see the them saddest back thing together. though is that I have, I have sad memories of Balky playing in that Langoliers, mm. and that's yes. my last memory. Stephen of him. King, yes, like ripping the, the paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's my last memory of him. So. It'd be nice to have seen... Yeah, I forgot about the Langoliers. You a Stephen King fan? A huge Stephen King fan. So did you see The Dark Tower? Uh, I did not. Yeah, um, I didn't see it either. It, I, it, part of me wants to see it just because it's getting ripped apart right now, but like... I gotta be honest with you, I'm I'm not a huge... Uh, I'm not like a huge action-adventure guy. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge like comic mm-hmm. book guy. I'm really like... I like horror movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're excited for it, though. That looks amazing. Yeah, and then part of me's not cause because you know how good was the first one. I it mean, was. It, you mm. know what? I will see it. Mm-hmm. I'm more excited about Annabelle, the, the creation. creation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I'm, where I'm at. There's cool stuff on there. Um, for that. You know what? I, so you like the Conjuring series? Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Conjuring two. I, I really like the Conjuring two. James Wan does like those shots. You know, like the um, it's like the first fifteen minutes when she goes in the house and mm-hmm. she's seeing the murders and the camera. Pushes in slowly, the little boys at the staircase with the white eyes. Like, dude, that shit. I love when the chills come over me, you know? He, um, that's a lot of 70s kind of camera angles totally. that he brings back. 70s? Which I think are just so rad. Yes. Dramatic. I mean, because they were doing, they were doing, it's like rock and roll records in the late 70s, early 80s were mm-hmm. doing it right. Because they had kind of learned a lot, but they hadn't been, like, overproduced yet. Mm-hmm. So they were, like, just good. Mm-hmm. They were just, like, let's make a rock and roll record. Um... That's what horror movies were like, because they hadn't gotten, like, ridiculous yet. No, they hadn't. And they had... The budgets wouldn't allow it to get Right. And they also had a little bit more money Mm -hmm. than they did at the beginning. So they were in a sweet spot, and I think that a lot of people are... are, You see it a lot in pop culture, and a lot of people are grabbing onto those early 80s feelings. Yeah, Stranger Things popped it up. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's what kind of... But I I think that was actually the the tipping point, because I think it was leading up to that. It was leading up to that. Something came before that, though, right? That was, like... A pop culture thing that people really like the eighties again. I mean, everything. It wasn't in. really like the eighties though. Like the everybody goes eighties. The they fashion or the culture. Yeah, right? everybody goes eighties mm-hmm. and they think like um, neon and big hair. Mm-hmm. The eighties that I am all about is like eighty to like eighty four, where mm-hmm. it was just kind of like out of that seventies before the like. So have you have you um, have you read Ready Ready Player One? No. What is Ernest this? Klein? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a movie that comes out, but it's a book that came out uh, 2012 or 13. Can't quote me on that, but it's um, it's one of my favorite books. Guy only wrote two books so far. I'd give you a copy, but I already gave it away to this guy Levi. It's a fan of the show. Um, it, the basic premise is that they live in a world in the future where everyone doesn't. The, the world's like an, a wasteland, and they use virtual reality to access this thing called the Oasis, which is a virtual reality simulated program that is heavy into 80s like um pop culture like um one of the things you have to do is like you become ferris bueller and you have to hit the lines of dialogue correctly and you're in the movie oh wow and like points like show up like you know you like you'll read like if you mess up the dialogue you're deducted coins oh how yeah so like there's that there's back to the future there's like uh um like all sorts of like dungeons and dragons like it's real i don't want to spoil the whole thing but it's highly recommended it's action adventure but it's 80s like hardcore that sounds awesome and it's one of the, f- the only books that I've read where I'm just like I didn't want to talk to nobody I was just like I'm gonna go read you know I'm gonna I mean this is like the last book I read before I became a father I think <laughs> and maybe the last book you're gonna now read now I read just I think phones <laughs> magazines but I think I think what's cool about that time period um, is that you didn't I like the idea of like 
after you left school, like there was no knowing any more information about yes. the day. I mean, unless your friends called you on the, on the landline, but you didn't have. But even that was like timetable because your dad got the phone, you know, like you still them. And and it, you're and it was like that until like you know the nineties a little bit. But 97. but I look back at that time and what I what I like romanticize is the idea of of just kind of like disconnecting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I understand the value in being as connected as we are now. We mm-hmm. wouldn't be on this platform now. You know, I wouldn't have had some of these amazing opportunities that I've had with music. But I know too much about people. And I think that it's ruined friendships because I'm like, I know too much about you. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't know if I actually even like you. That's really <laughs> you know weird. What I yeah, read? I know what you mean. Um, I miss that, though, not knowing. Oh. I miss, like, like, being excited to read the TV guide. Oh, yeah. And like, wait a minute, there's this is coming out now? I... Because you didn't know anything was coming. How out. cool is the I mean, idea? TV yeah, th- that's parties. Move, but but you know, like, yeah, getting together to watch something, or or the idea of like mm-hmm. just seeing that preview on TV and being like mm-hmm. calling somebody like, did you see the preview? And they're like, no. And like yeah, and you're just, and then you're so, st- and then you have that, to wait. That's some real excitement, mm-hmm. you know. It's gone. Yeah, yeah. It's always kind. Of, at least we had it for a bit, but it's just such a bummer because it's like, damn it, dude. Like, that was... But the weird thing that I think about is like, okay, so we know that feeling. Mm-hmm. But does it matter if it's gone if that mm-hmm. if the people that are going to be inhabiting the, the Earth have no idea of that feeling? Does that really even then matter? Point. You know what I mean? Does it just matter to a generation that has no say really in, in any of it anyway? Yeah, I, I see your point there. That's, that's interesting. Like, will it benefit the world at all? Right. Doesn't matter. I mean, it matters to me because because I'm without it. I know. But but your son. Gonna well, matter? Wait, I say he's 18 months and he doesn't have a screen. I put my phone away from. Him. <coughs> like, I I look at my phone, but I when he touches my phone, it's a no no. Um, no iPads. Granted, I let him watch PBS or you know, damn keep, Tiger keep Table him, or whatever. Keep him young for but as long as you we, can. We we play with um you know toys and instruments. He likes the drums. Uh, and it's I know that eventually. I mean, I'm going back to work in September, like, so, like, I've been with him for so long that now it's just, like, I, it's like I'm releasing him into the wild, but at the same <laughs> time, I think that I'll always be, like, look, it's fun to create things. It's cool when you use technology to create things, but, like, it's fun to just create and not rely on what other people's creations are to entertain you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and that could be music, that could be a conversation, that could be, like, the way you, like, design a party or, like, the, you know what I mean, the way that you there's so many different things you know what I mean like people like to be I think a lot a lot of like what technology has done is people like to be told what to do mm. I think I think that uh, people just don't want free thinking for mm-hmm. themselves but they want to believe that free thinking is wonderful mm-hmm. which <laughs> they're like free thinking's the best but awesome. I do none of it <laughs> yeah I do none of that when's my Uber ride? yeah exactly <laughs> um, I want to make no plans for myself um <laughs> I, I think uh, I think that's a great tactic. I think if we were my wife and I were to have kids, I think that would be our approach. She was homeschooled, so she's very, mm-hmm. very granola in a positive way. That's good. Like, um, and she's the least hippie person you'll ever meet, but mm-hmm. she's all rock and roll <laughs> to the bone. But um, it's the idea of of being able to think for yourself. And I've tried with with uh, my social media approach um, to make sure that. We're posting content that is, you know, as the band Jamie and the Guarded Heart, kind mm-hmm. of posting content that's like reminiscent of a time where this isn't social media dependent. It's not a selfie. It's about a 
like a candid shot or a whatever. It's more just like content that you would see in a rock magazine. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That idea. Sometimes I see... Do you feel like you see on social media people that don't necessarily... Don't really have any business posting on social media. Oh like, my god, there's so much. Who's stuff this then. for? Who's this content for? There's so much stuff that I see <laughs> that I'm just like, oh my god, like what? The pre-, you know, and like, I don't know. I, I've come into a, a point too where I'm, like, there was one point where I got rid of Facebook for like a, a period of like almost a year. It was great finding out about stuff like old school ways and stuff, but it's unfortunate to like to do the top of the world, to do this show. I have to have it. Yeah. But along with that comes. The negativity of like you know what people post and like inflicting their wills upon you and like I've got a great friend in Atlanta, Georgia, is in mm-hmm. a band called Jacob and the Good People, mm-hmm. and uh, he said um, when you do this job, mm-hmm. whether it's podcasting, whether it's acting, whether it's singing songs, you open the door mm-hmm. and you can't invite what comes in and out of that yeah, door, which is unfortunate. And but... so it's just part of that social media thing. It's such a weird necessity when you want people these days to grab onto what you're doing if you mm-hmm. think that what you're doing is worth people hearing you have to be a part of it but man there's a lot of garbage a lot of shit a lot of noise yeah and you know it's, it's what upsets me the most is when people's status updates are purposely trying to hurt other people's feelings mm-hmm. like um top of my head i mean like the other one that we talked about previous episode someone passes away chester bennington, bennington passes yeah. away someone makes derogatory comments about him it's just like really dude like, you know what I mean? Somewhere out there, someone, that's their favorite band, and they are devastated right yeah, now. Yeah, and that band like, saved I can't imagine, that person's like, life, like, that yeah, other person, you know like, what I mean? I can't imagine, like, what it would have been like for me in 90, you know, f- like, when Kurt died, like, you know what I mean? Like, being, like, I was devastated, and then seeing people like, you're a baby, it was just a rock and roll band, like, you have no idea how I feel. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, like, my, my shit life like was that, a huge, yeah, huge Nirvana fan. It's just terrible. I mean, like, I, I think that people... They don't realize they they, they they want to be cool online, but they come off being just so rude. And like I've unfollowed like numerous people lately. I um I'm a my one word that I live by is just empathy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, me I too. I really yeah. just don't. It's hard to teach. I don't have I mean, you either have it or you don't. I completely agree with you. I don't have mm-hmm. space in my life for that kind of stuff. I under I and don't get me wrong. I love jokes. Mm-hmm. I love comedians making jokes about mm-hmm. people. That's different. Because the that's different. It than, is established than, yeah. what that is. That's established. Yeah. Um, like a roast yeah, is different. You I know? don't. Like you I know don't, it's a roast. I don't need some joker that has. Mm-hmm. N- it's not funny. Just wants to hurt people. Be- mm-hmm. You know what? I think that a lot of those people, and you know, maybe exploring empathy with those kind of people is that maybe that's how they feel. Mm-hmm. That's how they're going to get attention, or maybe that's what they feel like validates them There's in the world. Something flowing their life. Maybe yeah. they have absolutely no opinion on anything. So the easiest thing to have an opinion on is something that you can make fun of, mm-hmm. you know, because that's how dumb people have opinions. It's also it's it, it, the other thing that, that that bothers me about social media that I wish that people would understand is like there's such a like a it's people will not get behind art per se. Like you know, like if you're like a, you know a local band or something like that. And you post something, you might get three, four like likes. But if I post a picture of you know my son on a tricycle or something like that, over a hundred. And like, granted, I, I you know thank you so much for you know enjoying it. But like the way that the internet unfortunately works now is that your audience is spread out based upon who you you know if you share or like something, then it spreads to other people. You know what I mean? So it's just such a, like, you know, don't you get, like, you know, like, do, do we have to have, like, a billboard out there? Help a fellow musician like it. Like, like if you guys post something, I automatically try to like it, you know? Oh, I try I'm to with be, you. I try to be very supportive of people who are trying to do what I do because I know how 
lonely it can be. Oh, absolutely. This is the other thing, though, that I've tried to really internalize. It's mm-hmm. a very interesting conversation because it's something that my wife and I... My wife plays bass in my band, mm-hmm. so it's something that we've been kind of talking about when it comes to social media. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my favorite comedian, Dean Del Rey, mm-hmm. he says a lot of, like, preach what's great, not what mm-hmm. you hate, and I'm a big proponent of that. Mm-hmm. The other thing is that you are accepting that when you enter this world, the social media world, that there is a, an algorithm, not that Instagram has, but that the humans have an algorithm mm-hmm. of you want to spread it out, you want a music post, you want a picture of your cat, and you want a picture of this. Because for every one music post, you need to give them something that they're going to... Are they really even your fans? And that's why I think that maybe do you go into social media and just be like, Okay, like I'm just gonna post music stuff on here, and like it's either gonna be like something you like or don't like, but kind of get out of the way if you don't like it. But what I want to see more of is don't like any of my posts, but come to a show. Yeah, the old-fashioned <laughs> way. I'll take I'll take zero likes if you just come to a show. Like I don't need you to like my stuff. Mm-hmm. But if you saw that and you liked it, but you didn't want to click like, maybe just come to the show. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's so it's so refreshing. I mean. So, Going off of what you said, I mean, I never posted anything about Pocket Dial breaking up. I never said that it was over. I simply just didn't have Pocket Dial play at one of the the last top of the world. Because I didn't want it to be the Bob show. You know what I mean? I wanted to give Judah, you know, um, I wanted to give him a spotlight. You yeah. know what I mean? I, it's bad enough that I do it through the Bobcast. You know what I mean? I, I really, I'd like to take this opportunity to like, you know, when I do these shows to bring artists that I like to work with and like, you know, give them, you know you know, an audience. Um, I never got so many clicks for Pocket Dial, so many new views than when people thought we were broken up. Weird, right? It's like, like, still, still, like, to, like today, I looked at, like, at it, like, four new, like, like four new views, like, you know, and, like, it went, at one point, it was up to, like, 70 per day, people, like, you know, like, checking in. Do you think it's, because like, they don't thought, know what you got till it's gone, right? I, I mean... But that's just the thing, though. It's, like, people are so interested in it, but why did you guys come to see us when we played, like, you know, down the grape room? Oh, here you go. You know what I mean? Like, like, my number one you, thing. Are you interested in us just being Biggie Tupac? You know, like, oh you know, like I just don't. I say this all the time. Weird. I re- I refuse to ever say on to like on a social media platform, and I refuse mm-hmm. to encourage any of this kind of talk. The idea of somebody being like, "I loved that band," and then you actually ask them like, "When was the last time you saw them live?" When was the last time you bought a Mm t-shirt? Like, when was the last time you supported them in any financial Mm -hmm. way other than liking one of their statuses? And they would, if they're honest with you, they will say, five years? (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. so, or I also take away, take the the band thing out of it Mm -hmm. and go to, like, restaurants. I love that restaurant. When was the last time you ate there? (laughs) Oh, it's, I don't know, 18 months? Yeah. You're not keeping them in business by liking them. Yeah. You're keeping them in business by actually putting yourself in that place buying Mm -hmm. a buying a beer buying a whatever chicken fingers whatever you Mm -hmm. gotta buy so anybody that says like they like anybody after the band's gone and they have no support Mm -hmm. you're the reason why they're gone (laughs) so you take a little bit of ownership for that and that goes for anything record stores that goes for stop saying you love a record store if you haven't been to a record store in the last year I love vinyl I haven't bought one in years we go once a month to vinyl closet and Mm -hmm. buy a bunch of vinyl that's cool and that's less than it should but at least it's something Mm -hmm. and you know what don't tell me how much you love a bookstore when you own a Kindle and your Kindle's full like you can't 
I, I still I still go to paperback trader. You ever been there? Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah my wife does it. I'm not a reader. I, 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 I'm I go not there. smart. I like talking to the dude. I don't even know the guy's name there, but he's really smart. But um, I totally know what you mean. I mean, if, I, if one of my favorite bands comes out, I go buy the CD. Or now the new thing is they mail you a CD if you buy a ticket to the concert, which is pretty sweet. I heard about that. I went. Yeah. To the, oh, I didn't go to the Willows, but because of the rain and stuff like that. But they mailed me a CD. Arcade Fire um, mailed a, a CD out for their new album. But for me, though, if it's an artist that I really, really like, I'm not going to download the single. I want to go read the linear notes. I want to know where it was made. I want it all. I yeah. want to read that stuff. Yeah, I'm a dork like and that. I'm a killer And I just read their... Judas, huge. He, he just went the same. It was, and like that new song that they got? The Man or, or Run for Cover. They just released the second new single. Second new one. What's the second new one? Run for Cover, I think. Yeah, it's killer, right? Yeah. Like, killer. Yeah. But um, Judas just raving about the drummer. Like, uh, the Thanks. drummer's so good live. But... Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I totally understand what you mean. Like, when you go and support a place, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I mean, for me, I, I, I collect comics. Like, I've collected comics since I was probably four. And, you know, at least once a week or maybe twice, you know, like, sometimes. But, like, it, lately not so much because money's been tight. But I mean, now I'm coming back in with a job. <laughs> Plus, it's like kind of like, you know, like, I'll get all these books and then, like, one day I'll, like, you know, teach him all about it, you know? And, like, but it is important. Like, I think that it's important to support a band. Like, I think that... My old band, Downtown Harvest's greatest failure was that we played too much in the one area. Like, we would play three shows in the course of, like, three weeks, you know? And, like, our audience would be like, well, I'm I can't like come a, to that one. I think one. it's every eight weeks, man, I, in, a, in a market. You it's got to be every yeah. eight weeks. I mean, at the at the, at the the most. Yeah, I mean, we played June with Judah and uh, the assassination, and um, we played September, and then we're going to play, like, in November. And it's unfortunate because I'd like to play every night, you know what I mean? Of course. I love playing in front of people, but locally, like, it's tough because you don't want to, like, you know, isolate your audience, but, like, at the same time... You're, it's important for your audience to come out and support you. you know? That's that's the difference that I have with uh, my two things. Like I play cover music for a living. Oh, you can as, do that all the as night. an acoustic. You can guy. do that every night. But I would never bring my my band into a cover room. So let's talk about the band. Okay. When did the band like? When did you start the Guarded Heart? Uh, see, yeah, Jamie and the Guarded Heart. It um, so I've been I was writing my new record um with a guy named Jerry Pascarello. He's mm-hmm. a man called uh. He's a producer that I've been seeing on Instagram. No, Aaron Van Allen. But okay. um, mm-hmm. Jerry was in Superhero. Do you remember them? They, I know that band. Yeah. They played all. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were big in our area, and, and they had, they had a time, deal. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, he's great, man. Great. He was. He really changed my kind of songwriting. He mm-hmm. kind of helped out a lot. But anyway, so I was writing this record, and I was making this record, and it was about to be another record that I was going to sell at bars. And I was like, you know, I need to take a new approach. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to give this a shot. Everything that I've learned, you know, from being in this industry for this long. And uh, I was like, I want to start a project. And I was like, my wife played bass when she was a teenager. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, you want to pick up bass again? You want to join this band? We could kind of do mm-hmm. this thing. And and. Now we're three piece. We have a drummer that I've played with forever. Um, he lives mm-hmm. in New York, but um, it's not really that big of a deal because we're not. You know, mm-hmm. you want to space out your gigs. And so, what can we expect music? Um, so we released a live single mm-hmm. uh, this month just to kind of get some something out there. Because mm-hmm. um, what actually happened was I've made this record and we've been rehearsing the stuff to play live. Yeah, and uh, we really like the way the rehearsal sounds. We did this. We just got into the studio and did a, just a live take of the song uh, called Johnny's the Jukebox on. Should we take a listen to that on the podcast right now? Yeah, let's listen to it. All right, ladies it's and gentlemen. It's a great idea. Here we go. Smoke was in your eyes By the time you hit the floor 
Parties on the right We couldn't find the door Bobcast, fantastic track, lot of, lots of energy there. So, That's, the music, like the process of like songwriting, did it change once? Like y- your wife and um, you. Like, so I'm still like the primary songwriter. Okay. Um, but but you know I think the full so the deadline for the actual master in hand will be like October, mm-hmm. but we're not going to release probably till 2018. No, wrong with it. Um, mm-hmm. we we just picked up um just started working with a booking agent um called CJS Production. They're out of Florida. I've worked with them for years, but they're going to take on as the full time booking agent for the band. Um, That's cool. Yeah, the um, they're great folks. They have uh, they you should check them out on uh, Instagram, Facebook. They have a they actually have podcasts, which mm-hmm. is great. Um, so it's a booking company that has podcasts. Yeah, That's cool. but they're really artist friendly booking agency. They're not. What's your know, name again? Uh, CJS Productions. CJS. Yeah, um, they're out of Dunedin, Florida. 
Florida. Dunedin. I, I played there once. Uh, of course. I played... Uh, <laughs> Lollies? Wait, there's like some... Sort I played of some outdoor, like, uh, it was like a, br- a brewery. Oh, yeah. It was like yeah. an outdoor, like, garden. Yeah. What was the name of it? I, I know what you're talking about. I've done it, too. See <laughs> um, what? CJS Productions. Um, but uh, they... So they're good folks, and... Um, yeah, it's fun. Mm-hmm. And they... Uh, so, anyway, so... The reason we're waiting is because we, you know, now when you release something, you got to just make sure you have everything. You got to have a video. You got to have, mm-hmm. you know, we want to have a proper release and we also want to have dates after the release. And mm-hmm. we want to, um, we're not sure if we're going to, so it's nine songs. We're not sure if, are we releasing it like in physical form on vinyl at the shows, but going to do three separate releases throughout the year of three songs here, three songs there. I think that works. It's a weird kind of world we're living in where it's like, I think it's unfortunate. I mean, like for me, I'm old fashioned, but the way to do it is what you're saying right there. Yeah. I mean, because if you're you're a real music fan, you're going to want like a physical copy in full form. Mm -hmm. But if you're a casual music fan, I don't mean real in a a condescending way. I just mean somebody who like lives and breathes music. But if you're a casual listener... I think that you need it released in small doses. You do, yeah. I just think that because everybody's releasing so much stuff. So a guy like me, I want the full, I want it on vinyl, I want the whole thing. But for what you guys are doing, you know, like a premiere, like it's, it's to spread it out over the course of, you know, three to six months. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm going to do the same thing I think with Judah. Like we're just going to, we're going to record and we're just going to release it over the course of a year. Yeah. I think we're going to do three at a time. Yeah. Maybe even two at a time. I don't That's know. That's what Slow Voice is doing. They were on the show uh, yesterday. And nice. I think they're releasing episodes each Friday where there's like a new song, you know, two two or three new songs, something like that. But Yeah, I dig it. You know what's funny? We were talking before the, the podcast started. Mm-hmm. I just popped in my head where we were talking about like having a little bit of friction like in bands and stuff. Mm-hmm. What happened to like being like, I don't like that band? Don't you feel like everybody's so like, oh, I like what they do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I had I, 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 in part, I'm not talking about slow voice. I'm just I talking. Mean, we talked about this on slow voice yesterday. <laughs> the too. idea of like being like, yeah, like, do you think that like Mick Jagger would have like he would have been like, nah, I don't think that's Dirk Keith Richards been like, nah, that band's terrible. Like, well, you they're, know? They're, they're very opinionated. I, Keith said something recently about somebody I can't quote. Good, <laughs> good, because you but know, I mean, everybody in the '90s it was that way. Hardcore. Absolutely, but everybody nowadays wants the idea of being like, "Oh, well, I might work with them, or I want them." There are people yeah. that like oh, today's art on social saying, media, yeah, yeah. or like, "Well, I'm open to it." Yeah, I'm not though. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm not that, open yeah. to it because you know what? Like, I don't like what that person does. Or... There's so many. Um, I guess that's the way for people to continue like their careers now. Like, so I just saw something with Diplo like talking about working with Rihanna, and I couldn't tell from what I briefly saw on the internet if it was negative or positive what he was saying about her. It was really weird. I was yeah. like, "What?" I was like, like, "I've no idea." What to feel Buzzfeed, like something about her, like running it, like running the show, but like him and enjoy. I'm just like, what? Yeah, I don't. I, yeah, but a lot of artists do that though. They team up, and yeah, I mean, some of the great team ups, like say, 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 with Michael Jackson and Paul McCartney. Like, oh my gosh, of course. I bet you that it, it was. I mean, then Michael Jackson bought all of his. I know. I know. <laughs> right rocks. afterwards, too. Yeah. I think, right? Yeah, yeah, it was. But Paul recently it got it back a, to right? Was it Ebony and Ivory? Something. It I. It might have been know, right after. That was just insane though but I'm just Michael did that <laughs> you know what just recently I'm a big Ryan Adams fan mm-hmm. I'm also a big Brian Adams fan mm-hmm. uh, I just want to put that out there um, recently I just bought Reckless on vinyl have which they ever has, toured like, together 69. by the way no but they ain't have they... acknowledged Ryan Adams just mm-hmm. covered Summer 69 on I saw that on Spin yeah um, Ryan's the one that's got the awesome amp right on stage? Oh, yeah. The huge ones. What is that a real amp? No. It's a bunch of... It's a facade, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bunch of Fender Deluxes, right? 
the big. But one. it's a huge Fender Deluxe. Yeah, yeah, yeah and it, he has like a big light where the with the on thing. But it's so, it's, it's, it's a prop. No, but he does play a ton of Fenders though. But that's yeah. a prop, right? That's I, I not believe, Anthony. No, had, no, how it, it looks so real when it I saw it. I was real. like, oh my god, oh my gosh! So he just released a new record. So you were at World Cafe then, right? Oh uh, no, I was mm-hmm. playing that night. I was paying, oh, paying, paying my mortgage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he uh, with he released his his vinyl, and with his vinyl came a bunch of like you know the old school like cardboard cutouts that like pop up. He did that with his soul stage show. Oh, that's cool. So you got like a little Fender. That's cool. Yeah, um, but he just was having it out with the guy from The Strokes, and I was like, I saw that. I love it. I love it. Good. (laughs) Good. So so they they were talking like, don't take the high road. Same thing with the with Liam. Liam attacked. uh, Who did he attack? What's the guy's name that does the TV show with the taxi cab like karaoke? James Corden. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, dead (laughs) right. But he just attacked him. Of course, I'm not doing that shit with us. Like, (laughs) what? But I think that, that, like, feuds, I mean, like, some of the greatest feuds, I mean, like, Biggie and Tupac, like, I mean, that's sold records. For sure. Snoop Dogg, when Snoop Dogg came on, the store of war was like, what, you ain't got no love with it? Yeah, oh, right, the final you know, ones. And they were talking like, we all about it. buy it all and, like, see if there's, like, a message. You, you know, know who's the best at it, though? Yeah. Ice Cube. Oh, like yeah. old school Ice Cube, like when, when he got fired from NWA, I think it's No Vaseline. Have you ever heard that track? No. If you get a chance... And I can't play it because they'll, they'll shut me down here on the Bobcast, but I would play the track. <laughs> no Vaseline was such a good, like, diss track that NWA was just like, we can't even, like, we can't retaliate. Like, he has completely decimated all of our characters. You know what? You know what? And it's mm-hmm. not even, it's not. And it's smart business. What's great mm-hmm. is that it's super creative, too. Mm-hmm. He was, he has to be good. Mm-hmm. I love that, like, Tupac went over, like, Biggie's beat, and, like, yeah. this, which is crazy. But I. You know, I'm not down for violence. I'm not a proponent of, of people dying over it. Yeah. But I like the idea of having an opinion. Like, exactly. where it's not... Having an opinion without worrying about, man, does this mean somebody's going to unfollow me on Instagram? Or mm-hmm. does this mean that somebody's not going to come to my show? Like... It's important to have opinion. Music, we, the, the theme, yeah. I guess, of the, the last couple podcasts is it, music is subjective, but at the same time, it's like, it's so opinionated. You know, oh, it's yeah. like... I think that, like, you can have an opinion on something, but when you, like, um, recently I've noticed that Spin Magazine on Facebook is really, they, they, they like to, like, attack people. Mm-hmm. Like, they attack the Arcade Fire paragraph after paragraph about how this album sucks, they've lost it, this, that, or whatever. Then I saw something recently that was, like, um, Nirvana was never as good as Dave Grohl and what he's doing with the Foo Fighters. It's like, that's, like, an, that's an opinion. But, like, when you, like, come out and, like, when you put it out there, like, when you're a journalist, you know what I mean? Like, in a magazine, that there's Spin, there's Rolling Stone, NME, like, these magazines. Like, is it, is the edit, editor-in-chief, is he, like, focusing on, like, what this one writer's doing? Or is it, like, what the whole, like, magazine's doing, you know? Like... Whose I, voice is it? I mean, like, I, I, I love that you can, like, have an opinion on stuff, but, like, when you start... Like sticking the knife in and like twisting it, and you're like, you like that? You suck, you know? Yeah, like, it's a little, it's, un, it's completely unnecessary. Yeah. Well, how do you feel about Arcade Fire having the dress code to their show? I'm gonna, I'm gonna wear it. I'm gonna wear, the, I'm gonna wear the suit. I dig it. I love. I, it. I mean, I'm, I won't. I'm not a huge Arcade Fire fan. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't. I mean, I've been listening to the new record. While, this isn't the first time they've done it. They did in the yeah, last. Yeah, I've heard they've done mm-hmm. it before. Um, I don't really care. It, and I it, love it, that people care. I mean, uh, <laughs> I love well, that people are like, this, saw, is, this is crazy. When was the first time I saw him? First time I saw I went with, I was in L.A. and I saw Jack White at the Wilterland with my wife. And that was the first concert I've ever been to where somebody came out on stage. He was like, look, you're going to have to put your cell phones away. No photography. We want to make sure that you enjoy it like you would enjoy a concert in 1982 you know, or whatever. 
And it was great, you know, and, like, people would still sneak it out. But yeah. people were pissed, man. They were like, fucking, did he take my phone away from me? Like, it's weird. It's, you know well, what I mean? Like, well, well, the phone has become, it, it's, we've become extremely dependent on it. And we feel, like, yeah. unsafe when the we don't have dead. it. Which is really weird. We feel, like, concerts. we feel scared when we don't have it. We get this, like, panic attack. Like, have yeah. you ever been talking to someone and you weren't sure if your phone was in your pocket? I gotta And they're like, I, 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 I just gotta the check phone, everything. Phone's missing. I'm sorry. This, this podcast is over. I can't find my phone. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, I, so, uh, what I... But I like, though, what you were saying. Like, you know, like, Arcade Fire, dress code, stuff like that. When you do something that's different from, like, what... Like, you know, if you get on stage and you perform and, like, it's that interaction, cool, but what else can you do? What else can you do to entertain, you know what I mean? Like, Or, or like, get people talking. Like, Man. I think that's that's fun. Also, with the Arcade Fire thing about the dress code, if he was to have that, because I think it was more the lead singer was, like, give us this idea. They released some sort of, like, he always apology or something. And that's been an article. They, they ripped into him about yeah. his basketball. Like, what the hell is basketball? I heard he's really good at basketball, really actually. Good. But they rip into him about it. And I'm like, what does the basketball have to do with everything now? Like, you know, like, come no, on. If he was to have that conversation with you in person mm-hmm. about the dress code, would you have thought it was a weird thing, or would you have just felt... I, I'd be like, I can't wait. I'm like, that's I'll, a great idea. Yeah. Oh, I get what you're saying. But we read mm-hmm. these things, we only read headlines, and we, we only read five sentences. We, we mm-hmm. don't even read five sentences, we read five words of, of their statement, and we go, oh, I have an opinion, and I'm I'm unhappy about it, and I'm moving on, and I'm going to tell everybody else I'm unhappy about mm-hmm. it. Man, you spend more time complaining about it than you do actually investigating what mm-hmm. what actually happened. And it's, it, it's, 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 it's crazy, too. I mean... Across the board, I mean, people just, you know, I guess we were talking about earlier how, like, technology has, like, kind of done that in a way, and it's like, do they want to be told what to do, or do they not want to be told what to do, but then when they are told what to do, they get pissed, and, like, they make hashtags about it, and, like, say, like, RK Fire, this, that, or whatever, but, like, it's it's unfortunate, though, that um, that happens. The only time that I've ever done anything like that at a show... Let me think. So, like, Pocket Dial, when we first did our show, episode 64, you can listen to it on the on the Bobcast here, the first live show, I tried to make it, like, a like a podcast live. Like, we played music, but, like, the initial idea for Pocket Dial was to be a band that existed only from the podcast. Like, oh, so neat. it was, like, a podcast band, you know, and, like, it was, like, Uncle Jesse and Uncle Joey making the jingles and stuff like that, but then it became, like, you know, songs. So we tried to, like, you know, like, you can hear me, like, trying to get the crowd to be entertained. At one point, we had, like, uh, we had Santa Claus come out, give out gifts. We had, like, you know, Why all sorts of stuff. You? And then we did a raffle. Yeah. And at, when people bought tickets at the beginning of the night, they were told that there was going to be a raffle that night. Nobody knew what the prize was. Nobody knew anything. But that one ticket kept everybody in there, man. And, like, people who didn't give a shit about what I was talking about or Pocket Dolls music stuck around because they were so convinced that maybe I'll win. And then when we did the raffle, like, at the beginning of my show, I always say, uh, good evening, welcome to another episode of Bobcast with these O's Bob, live in the lounge staring at the Ouija board. And the story behind that is because the first time I ever did the show, it was just in front of me. The Ouija board was there, and I just said it, you know what I mean? It was in front of me. So the prize for the raffle was a Ouija board, and this guy, man, he found out that he had won the Ouija board because we were bringing third place on stage, second place on stage. When he had found out that he had won a Ouija board, he was so pissed. He he wouldn't he wouldn't come up. He wouldn't come up on the stage. He was like, "Keep it." You know what? I love. But I kept him there the whole time till like. I love the idea if you would have the winner would have gotten tickets to the next show. (laughs) But and it just kept going. But there's like an ultimate raffle. Ultimate raffle someday. (laughs) 
<laughs> I, we may do, I, I, sometimes I do a raffle on the roof. I didn't do one last time just because it was just it was the first time I had so many bands. But I mean, like doing a raffle, you know, it's it's weird. It's like a way of controlling the crowd to stay, you know, and like. I guess Arcade Fire is kind of controlling the crowd with like the dress code, looking out and seeing everyone in solidarity is kind of you know kind of cool. When you look out and you see everybody in like white and like black, or like you see everybody, you know. This like, is what I think about it, and it, and it has an element of that same kind of raffle menta- idea. Is is we as an artist now more than ever, we're just looking for someone to buy in. So it's not enough for you to like the post. What can I do to get you to comment on the post? Or it's not mm-hmm. enough for you to say that you're going to the Facebook event to get you there. Mm-hmm. What can I do to get you there? Now that I have you there, how can I get you to hang out? So like, let's just get people to buy into something that they really like. I'm kind of... I mean, I really do live by the idea. I'd rather have 50 people at the show who really want to be at the show than 100 people at the show. Mm. I just would. And you know what? People go, well, You can feel that energy definitely when well, you know yeah, people. Yeah, absolutely. And people go, well, you won't say that when you see like how much money you make. And I'll be like, yeah, well, those 50 people would pay double. Yeah. So so I, I do feel that way. I always, I always, I mean, yeah, money's great. I mean, I always wanted to make money like traveling and being a musician and stuff like that. But I guess more than anything, what I really enjoy is that energy that the crowd like gives back, you know, and like, there's, oh, like, I couldn't keep doing it if we were for that, if that like wasn't that, there. Like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, it, there's no even like one word in like the English vocabulary you can describe that feeling of that connection, you know, and when it's really popping and like really hitting. I, I love that. I feed off. It's of like it. one of those changes you, the song. Oh, oh, yeah. It's like one of those you know that they know that you know that something's happening. Something's happening. <laughs> right. Like we're in that movie, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, it, that's what it's. I mean, that's what you felt that probably when you played your first concert when you were like sixteen, probably, and definitely you've just been chasing it ever since. I've been like, chasing it. Yeah. yeah, and then we all are. But that's what's pretty amazing. Where was your first concert? Um, I played uh, with my band, The Potato Family. Mm-hmm. Um, we played a uh, right near here. We played Senior Suites. Mm-hmm. The elderly community. Mm-hmm. Um, we played acoustically, with uh, my drummer played like bongos or something. Mm-hmm. And how uh, old were you? Fifteen. Wow. Maybe sixteen. Mm-hmm. The first note, they all like covered their ears and oh. like backed up fifty feet. But it was awesome. Yeah. yeah. You felt like this is great. <laughs> you know. Um, and then uh, from there, we kind of just did a bunch of DIY shows. We mm-hmm. we have them at like various places. And uh, mm-hmm. the public library, William Jean's library. You know, I haven't been to the new William Jean's. I haven't either. I used to go there all the time. I loved going there as a kid. I loved. The, we played in the basement. Yeah, I remember that which basement. Was awesome. That place is cool. Super cool. Yeah, it's fun. Like those first like few like shows when you were a kid. Just like I remember being so nervous and like having cotton mouth, just being like, ah, I had no spit. You know what? Yeah. My favorite thing was you'd be up there and you're supposed to play for like an hour and mm-hmm. you're like done in twenty. Yeah, you got like twenty five minutes and you're like, we're out of songs. <laughs> what are we gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> I think it, my first gig, I only played one song. I, we played the talent show in nineteen ninety five or four. My band was called Fats. Um, I play guitar. Uh, my friend Ryan played bass. Uh, Chris Homan played drums, and the lead singer's name was Flacco. And for some reason, he decided to not. He didn't finish the song. He rolled around the ground and then knocked somebody's amp down. Like total brunch, you know. And he got pissed and pulled him back. It was actually Chris Garward from a band called the Grimjacks. Anyone out there in Bob Nation remembers them, but. Uh, <laughs> I never forget it though. I remember that feeling of just like pure anarchy afterwards, and just being like, "This is awesome." I'm Wait, do this again. was it Donnie? 
No, I know Donnie. I know Donnie. It was Donnie's um, nephew. Oh, uh, word. Donnie's nephew. But Donnie was very instrumental in like, of course you guys should play, man. Like I've been, I've been, I haven't seen Donnie in a long time, but I remember he was a great MC. Uh, he was. Took me to uh, my second concert, 311 in Cypress Hill. Oh, it's awesome. He's a great guy. Um, I think we're going to have him do our shirts. Cool. Because he's got a really good eye for that stuff. Yeah, I love the way the shirts feel. Oh, I'm yeah. all about feels and shirts. I completely really agree. About it. That's So that's another thing about the whole music thing, and that's it. Is is that the more people you include in what you're doing, mm-hmm. just the more people that will that will get ears on it mm-hmm. or get eyes on it. I mean, that's the idea of like, you can go to Custom Ink and you can get them probably for cheaper than I'm gonna end up getting them for. But I'd rather work with somebody yeah. that has a visual eye. And, yeah, and and also cares about the project. Like, I mean, that's the way it. I, I get it, working on a budget and all that stuff, but it's Rockins like has been there a long time too, right? Oh like, yeah, it, but you know what? You have to you have to build a community yourself, mm-hmm. and and people want to join a community, but mm-hmm. sometimes you have to start your own. You sometimes know? you got to, yeah. It's a good point. Yeah, those shirts are flockers, man. Super soft. I don't know what it is about those new t- like those t shirts that you get like. I'm not gonna like name the companies that make them, but like they tear them down. Just, it just feels like a cardboard <laughs> stiff, like you know what I mean. Oh, like awful. Yeah, it's terrible, man. I like soft t-shirts out there for uh, the Bobcast listeners. If you want a hack, if you got a shirt that you don't like, you get a bucket, fill the bucket up with hot water, put salt in there. Now I think it has to be sea salt, and I think it has to be like you know like the the coarse kind. Put your t-shirt in there, submerge it with the salt water for about a day and a half. Take it out, super soft. I am so grateful for this knowledge. <laughs> this really works. I will too. be using it. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it doesn't like make it like feel like that that like nice comfortable t-shirt. Like I got one t-shirt that my wife hates. It looks like it looks like a death smock. Like it's just basically like all these holes, but it's just super soft. I wish more shirts were super soft. That know? was another thing. Concert tees used to be like that. They're not that way no more. They're, when you when you get garbage. they're just yeah, it's a cardboard like. Ugh, Although my wife game. has one from uh, the Foo Fighters when they played the Spectrum. Oh, in, that's like, cool. Two thousand super soft. And it was really nice, and she still rocks it. Wow. Yeah, we saw Against Me open for them, and we've been like lifelong fans of them. At the because, Spectrum? Yeah, Against Me open for Foo Fighters. But we, and we've been lifelong fans of them. I, Were you at Foo Fighters last summer, two summers ago? No. So the there. problem with, with playing cover gigs mm-hmm. um, for a living is that I work every like night yep. that there's a good show. Yeah, and, that sucks. And I don't ever... You don't know it's coming either because you yeah. just get this plan in advance. And, yeah. yeah, that's like always the thing. So I'm always like, oh, and then I don't want to cancel because like I'm not, I like hate canceling. How many uh, cover songs do you have in your repertoire? Yeah, I don't even know. So many. Just stuck in your vernacular. That's like a really good interview answer, mm-hmm. right? I don't know. Um, it's a I, lot. To I really don't know. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a ton. And now, because I, I really have. Um, I've really separated the two. It's I've got the cover gig that I pay my mortgage with, mm-hmm. and then I got Jamie and the Guarded Heart, which is my heart, and that's my passion. Um, so I don't go in and try and be an artist in these cover rooms. So I'm not mm-hmm. opposed to pulling my cell phone out and looking up a song. If you want to hear... I'll figure it out. I'll mm-hmm. figure it out. It's going to be a bad version, but I'll give you what mm-hmm. you want to see, because this isn't about me there. It's about them. It's a good thing and to do. Go, and, and go have fun. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the first time I, I'm... I, you know, this is a new thing for me, is kind of separating the two. I always was like a strong artist. I'm like, I'm going to play original songs tonight. I'm going to convert somebody into a fan. And then I, after a while, I was like, you know what? I'm going to have this band where I get to be an artist, but I'm going to have this cover thing where, you know what? Maybe they'll like me as a person, and then maybe that'll make want to come yeah. check out something else. Sound my email and I've seen a lot mm-hmm. more success that way. That's good. 
Um, Connecting with people on a one-on-one level, you know? And then moving on from there. Mm-hmm. And giving them the option. Hey, this is kind of what my band you sounds come? like. Come, yeah. Dig it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's my show then. That's then, good. Yeah. Then you're going to come to that and... You don't get you don't get to call the shots here. Like yeah. you just be entertained here. Yeah, you be know? entertained here. <laughs> um, so, so mm-hmm. I would say probably a couple hundred songs that I probably do mm-hmm. from those cover gigs. There's so many songs that like I've like I, I don't remember how to play and like it's weird. Like I like I'll listen to a recording of myself and I'll be like, what? What did I just play there? I like. That? But then it's weird, like, sometimes the muscle memory happens, and you're like, oh, there it is. Like the I won't remember man. words, and then I'll, if I know the first couple words, mm-hmm. then I can do the whole song. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, all right, yeah, because it's, then it's just the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> you're like, what would you say the most requested cover song in the human existence? It, it changes every year, but Give me, like, what's hot, mm-hmm. what was hot for a long time was a nightmare, was Wagon Wheel. <laughs> that one? That was humongous. For how long? What's today's date? Like last <laughs> really? week? Yeah, um, but that's changed. Would they approach you like, like, do you know this song? Like, do you know how to play Wagon Wheel? That's yeah. how people say it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because you know that song, mm. Old Crow Medicine yeah. Show did it, mm-hmm. um, and they, I guess they took Bob Dylan's like chorus and took they the wrote chorus, their yeah. thing, and, um, and then Darius Rucker covered it on country radio. Oh yeah, from Hootie and made it a smash. He has a pretty good career, doesn't he? Amazing career. Hootie's no longer together, right? Hootie never plays? I don't think so. He probably just does their songs at his solo shows. Yeah, probably. Are you in it for the bass player Hootie? I did like that. I did like, I, I gotta be honest, I did like Hootie. I liked it when they first came Let out. Let her cry. Like, yeah, I, jam, I, liked that, I liked that video. Like They were wearing clothes that like, you know, people around me were wearing. They looked like regular dudes. Because they were. You know? That's like, th- that was the cool part yeah, about him. That's, them and that I, whole Horde Festival, that's how they all suck Horde you Festival, yeah. <laughs> yeah Blues spin Doctors. Yeah. And I love the Spin Doctors, though. They still play, though. They okay. just came by not too long ago. Yeah, my buddy Tim Williams opened for them. Oh, that's cool. But uh, the Two Princes song, I mean, plus the bass was recorded really well in those albums. Yeah, they had, like, one song that they wrote seven times that everybody <laughs> I was listening to uh, Blind Melon's album, the, the self-titled one recently, and I was just amazed at, like, how good it sounds. Oh, yeah. You know, like... Um, my, f- my thing about... Uh, Blind Melon is Shannon Hoon did that duet with uh, um, Axl Rose. Yes, and they also he was in the video yeah. for um, Don't You Cry. Don't You Cry. Yeah, it's awesome. On the roof. Yeah, with the with the. I remember seeing spotlight that, of the yeah. helicopter. Yeah, that video. That video really inspired me. I th- I remember like stealing my dad's robe and like taking my mom's like fedora <laughs> and like running around my couch pretending I was like you know like. Downstairs in the den, like watching MTV, like late at night, pretending to be a rock star, and then like my parents turning on the lights and be like, "What the hell are you doing?" I used to do that, Michael Jackson, rocking out. Yeah, Michael Jackson was really fun to imitate. Yeah, we used to rent his video Mm -hmm. from uh, like Third Ave Video. I remember that one. And uh, and I used to watch it all the time. My which one? Thriller video? uh, It was a compilation. compilation. Yeah, I remember that one. (laughs) You know. I, I rented it from a place called Movie World, which was Primo Hogan's. But um, Michael, um, Michael was great, though, for like those those moments of just like, I mean, the video for uh, Leave Me Alone. Like, uh, I was so inspired by Listen, that. my wife, for like three months before our wedding, mm-hmm. looked for the wedding dress from November Rain. Because oh, wow. she wanted to wear that wedding dress in our wedding. She ended up wearing her mom's. What the hell did she find that out? It, we we looked into people making it. It was just crazy. I always wonder what the hell happened in that video. Why during the reception does everyone like? Is the storm com- the storm comes? But why is there gunshots? Like I remember, there's a mystery because they're, they're dangerous. Yeah, but why are they jumping over to like you know what I mean? They're like 
the chandeliers are breaking, the wine glasses are breaking, you know? I got And the thick Slash is just kind of, like, sitting there, like, smoking a cigarette, like, yeah, yeah, Then, all of a sudden, he busts out the church and, like, hits that guitar So I'll have to watch that later tonight, but I haven't seen it in so long, but... I think there's two versions of it. Did you hear that MTV is actually coming back? Like, Total Request Live for videos is coming back daily? Yeah, I'll see. I'll, see. I'll, I'll wait until we see what happens with that. I think that it'd be good for kids to see, like, that format, because I do miss... I mean, people make music videos still, but they're not... In rotation so heavily that people you know like can you have know access what? to them. they they are just not where Facebook the general sort of well even Palladia or which is I mean, not MTV I love Live Palladia. yeah um I miss Palladia though like MTV Live it feels similar um it just feels like there's not a lot of new content not I feel like I've content. seen this I feel like I've seen that festival like Glastonbury from 2007 over I've seen over it's like a hundred times yeah. um yeah. I uh, I've seen this Pixies performance like eighty five yeah, times me too. <laughs> um. But uh, they do videos in the morning, but mm-hmm. it's just not, once again, it's just something that's different for us because mm-hmm. we related to music differently. We're, we're but, but, but that's how we related to our artists. Mm-hmm. But now people have Instagram and, and Twitter, and that's how they relate to their artists, people mm-hmm. that are younger than us. But I, I still think there's value in music videos because I think that when you could feel what the artist kind of has a conceptual idea... Mm-hmm. That they're signing off on, whether or not like it turns out the way they want it to or not... Mm-hmm. It's how they're seeing the song in when they are singing it, you know. And it's so. cool when you like when you know the song before the video comes out, and you're like, "That's not what I expected at all." Totally. But then that's kind of interesting because it's like, well, in your mind, you had this, but then this happens, you know. I'm not anti-technology. I'm not anti-progression. I'm anti uh, the idea that thing that there wasn't value in things from the past. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why, like, all of my furniture in my house comes from like antique stores and yard that's sales, cool. and just because they. They made kitchen tables better. They knew what they were doing. Though. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that there has to be some truth. I like the idea of taking stuff that you liked from music from when you were a kid and incorporating it into a world that yeah. is has moved on. You know? It has moved on, yeah. I guess these were some of the themes we talked about here on the Bobcast today. This was a very interesting one. We talked a lot about Jamie and the Guarded Heart, but we also went off on a couple interesting tangents that I hope the listeners out there enjoyed. Um... Jamie, I appreciate you coming over. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to the show. Oh, me too. Nine fifteen, seventeen, ladies and gentlemen, top of the world six. Whole Foods Live. Pre-sale tickets go on sale uh, sometime next week. I'm not really sure yet. Haven't printed them out yet, but looking forward to it. Uh, looking forward to seeing everybody up there. This has been another episode of Bobcast.